welcome, Angry Faithful. Today on Psychos and Sociopaths, we're going to talk about Mary Beth Tinning. Uh, yay, I got it right. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Mary Beth uh, Rowe Tinning, which she was born September 11th, 1942, uh, is an American serial killer. In 1987, Tinning was arrested and convicted for the murder of her ninth child four-year-old daughter four, four month old tammy four uh, month tammy old. tammy lynn her okay then her, her ninth child four month old daughter tammy lynn on december 20th 1985 laboratory test indicated her death uh death results let me switch it over to the laptop so i'm looking at the camera looking at people showing my beautiful face uh <clears throat> not looking down on her time uh laboratory test indicated that her death resulted in asphyxiation uh asphyxiation by suffocation basically she choked her yeah asphyxia by suffocation yep she choked her out well suffocated yep. her with a pillow probably um and i mean she she they had they had been suspicious that she'd been involved with like the death of the other eight kids yeah um the nine the nine kids died under her care over fourteen years. Causes the death for the first eight, eight children were thought to be genetic. Um, and then when they're and in seventy eight adopted their sixth child, Michael, who was not a blood relation, died in eighty one. Authorities they you know again, authorities dropped the ball on this one too, but um, they failed to open the investigation. You know, looking into the death, but they started looking at the other deaths and the. Uh, Schenectady, I cannot pronounce that. Why can I not pronounce that? Uh, survey. Hold on a second. I'm trying to find out where you're where you're at on this. Uh, I'm just below where you started. Schenectady, yeah, yeah, Schenectady. Yeah, there we go. Uh, prosecutors had only had enough evidence to charge her in one child's death. Uh, July of 87, she got convicted of second-degree murder, uh, sentenced to 20 years in, uh, to life. An appeal of her case in the New York Supreme Court argued that Tinning's confession to the crime was coerced. Disconnected. There, there we go. Yeah. Um, it was coerced, and there was insufficient evidence to convict her, but this appeal was denied. Um, now, initially, when I started reading into this, and you know, anytime that you deal with a woman who is killing her own kids, you automatically want to jump to the whole Munchausen syndrome thing. Um, but uh, she had a diagnosis of Munchausen by proxy, which is abbreviated as a MSBP. Um, yeah, we talked about that today. Yeah. Um, yeah what was it? The, uh, the Rose, Rose chick that we did where no, the mother did um, that severely? Cause she has yeah, the mother, problem. the mother was, yeah, the mother was suffering from it. Um, and it, it ultimately ended up costing her life, but, um, but yeah, it, that, that whole case there, that was just completely screwed. Yeah. Um, but it was unclear as to whether or not she had actually been diagnosed properly. So analyzing, analyzing, uh, recurring events some believe that her pattern of behavior aligned perfectly um no this is the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders fifth edition or the dsm-5 
uh, development and core section on the disorder. In individuals, quote, in individuals with recurrent episodes of falsification or signs of symptoms of illness and or induction of injury, this pattern of successes, successive deceptive contact with medical personnel, including hospitalizations, may become lifelong, end quote. Now, uh, Tinning was incarcerated at the Teutonic, uh, uh, Taconic uh, correction, Correctional Facility for Women in Bedford Falls, New York. Uh, she was denied parole six times, granted uh, parole on her seventh hearing on July, 20, uh, July 2018. She was released on August 21st of 2018. So, um, she's still out and about. She may happen across our podcast if she does. Mary Beth, we need you on the show. Um, not to satisfy any kind of morbid curiosity, but you know, I'm just kind of putting it out there that you know, <laughs> it's one of those rare occasions where the stars align and the moons are in the right phases, the whole nine yards. If you believe into that kind of bullshit. We just need you on the show, so that way we can kind of go, hey. Pick your brain and find out why you're fucked up. Pick your up. brain. Well, it's not necessarily why you're fucked up, because, you know, I mean, obviously a court of law found you to be somewhat, you know, at least. What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, Sane impaired? Competent enough to have committed at least one of these crimes. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, because they couldn't get her get her on the other eight. Yeah, no, they couldn't. But uh, I mean, she she was born. I mean, she she was born. Her parents' name was uh, Ruth and Alton Lewis Rowe, um, Dwaynesburg, New York. So, I mean, she's born and bred New York State Council, right? Mm-hmm. Um, little information regarding her formative years are out there, but uh, during some of this time, her father was deployed overseas. So her dad was a he, he was a soldier during World War Two. Um. Or at least a service member during World War II. It doesn't say whether or not it was Marine Corps, Navy, whatever. But um, he was out there fighting a the good fight. Uh, Mom was working because both parents were away so much, she occasionally shuffled among relatives. One elder, elderly relative brazenly told her that she was an unwanted accidental child when her little brother reached adolescence. Mary Beth told him, you were the one they wanted, not me. See, um, I never got that. Why? Why? why see, if I had found out, if I'd have found, if if I were to ever find out that I had a family member tell my kids that, that family member would cease to be family. Uh, they would be dead to me. You know, I mean, they would cease to be family at that point. Um, I mean, because how dare anybody? I don't care if they did it jokingly or not. You're going to tell my kid that, and it's going to affect them in a yeah. very profound, negative manner. No, 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 that, that dog don't hunt. I'm sorry. You know, it's just, it's, that's one of those situations where you just kind of want to look at them and go, do you want it in the face or do you want it in the gut? You know, kind of yeah, situation. punchy, punchy time, punchy, punchy, you know, and then if it's Thursday, well, you got another choice is on the menu. Cause you're just going to catch it in the larynx. But, um, she was an average student, went to uh, Dwaynesburg High School. She graduated uh, at 61. Following high school, she worked at various low-paying, unskilled jobs. She eventually settled on a job as a nursing assistant at Ellis Hospital in Schenectady, New York, 10 miles north of Dainsburg. Um, <laughs> she was on a blind date with some friends in 63. Um, she met Joseph Tinning on that blind date. He was quietly happy-go-lucky. That's what it says here. 
Uh, they got married in 65. Their first child, Barbara, was born in May of 67, followed in July or January of 70 by Joseph Jr. In uh, 71, Mary Beth's father died of a sudden heart attack. Uh, 74, uh, Mary Beth's husband, Joseph, was admitted to the hospital with a near-fatal case of barbiturate poisoning. Later, he and Mary Beth acknowledged that when the incident occurred, their marriage was in heavy turmoil. This led to her placing barbiturate pills, which she took from a friend with an epileptic daughter, into Joseph's grape juice. He declined to press charges against his wife. And barbiturates are a central nervous system depressant. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going. Oh. Okay. So um yeah. Anyway, so moving on. So with their kids. Uh, December 26th, the 71, Jennifer Tinning's third child was born at St. Clair's Hospital. She had hemorrhagic meningitis and multiple brain abscesses that developed in utero. Um, Jennifer lived for only a week and never left the hospital. She died on January 3rd in 1972. So that one would probably be the most actual legit, um, you know, death of the nine kids. Um, yeah. Two weeks later, after Jennifer's death, Tinning took two-year-old Joseph Jr. to Ellis Hospital Emergency Room in Schenectady, claiming that he had experienced a seizure and choked on his own vomit. He stayed in the hospital for several days uh, under observation before being released when doctors found nothing wrong with him. On January 20th, a few hours after his release, she brought him back, and the boy was dead on arrival, and his death was attributed to cardiopulmonary arrest. So, uh, I mean... Basically, cardiac arrest. Yeah, it's basically yeah, it starting on this. It's starting like uh, seem like she's getting away with murder on a lot of these stuffs. I mean, she's just trying yeah. to be a baby maker, and if the person like leaves, she gets rid of the kids. Right, you know, kind of a thing. And I mean, because it's 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 one of those. Either she was saying, either she was doing it like, if I can't have them, nobody can have them. You know, kind of a situation. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that here in just a minute. But a couple of weeks later, March 1st of the same year, Mary Beth rushed Barbara, almost five years old now at this time, to the same emergency room, which said she had gone into convulsions. Next day, Barbara died after being in a comatose state for several hours. Her death was attributed to uh, Rye syndrome, um, which it's a rapidly, it's, it's a brain disease. Um, it may include vomiting, personality changes, confusion, seizures, loss of consciousness. Uh, while toxic liver toxicity is typically occurs in the syndrome, jaundice usually does not. Death occurs into twenty to forty percent. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, twenty to forty percent of those affected, and about a third of those who survive are left with a significant degree of brain damage. So, I mean, and and, and so, yeah, I don't think that there's anything that could bring that on other than you know genetics or I mean, it would have to be a genetic thing. Yeah. You know, whether it's a missing chromosome, something, you know, something's not right, you know, in the DNA sequencing for that particular kid. But um, Mary Beth was 29 at that time. Um, on Thanksgiving Day in 73, she gave birth to son Timmy on December 10th. Timmy was brought back to the same hospital dead. She told the doctor she found him lifeless in his crib. And the set, you know, the, so they chalked it up to SIDS. Um, 
March 75, Tinning's fifth child, Nathan, was born. That autumn, he died in the car while out with Tinning. Uh, what time get, frame was that? Uh, March, March. 75. No, well, no. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So he was born in March and later that year. So in like the autumn, September, October, November time frame. Um, he died in the car while out with her. So either he left, she got, she left him in the car. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe. Yeah. So, um, August 78th, the Tennings adopted newborn Michael. And on October 29th, Mary Beth gave birth to her sixth child, Mary Frances. Um, in January 79, Tenning rushed Mary Frances to the emergency room directly across the street from her apartment saying that the baby was having a seizure. Uh, the staff was able to revive her, reporting an aborted SIDS. Um, a month later, Tenning returned to the hospital with Mary Frances in full cardiac arrest. She was revived but had irreversible da- brain damage. She died two days later after being taken off the life support. Uh, their eighth child, Jonathan, was born in the fall of 79 and died in March of 1980 after being kept on life support in Albany, New York for four weeks. Uh, you remember that one case? I, I'll only bring it up only because I looked at it for because I was thinking about doing it on What the Hell episode. Was that one case in, I think, 2003 that it started? Where the woman was on uh, life support and she had reversible, uh, irreversible brain damage, and because of Florida law and everything, they talking about that Terry Shivo case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I saw something about that today, and I was like, you know what, that would make for. I don't know if that would necessarily make for uh, like a psychos and sociopaths, but I was I thinking, think what the would, hell? Yeah, I was. I was because, just saying that because I was. I was. I mean, hands down, if. I'm on life support and everything. I told all my friends, if, if if it's brain damaged where I'm in a wheelchair and everything, I hate to tell you this right now, but someone's going to have to old yell at me because eh, that's happened. I mean, you'll be sad, but you're going to have to do it. Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I don't want to live that life. I don't, I don't, I don't want to live a life to the point to where the only reason why I'm alive is so people can know that I'm still alive. Yeah. I think I, that's I mean, kind of greedy. I don't think I want to fill out a DNR, you know, yet. I mean, at a certain point, when I get to a certain point in my life, and I'm talking 90 plus, right? If I'm having to rely on a machine to keep me alive for, you know, any longer than, say, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Now, let that couple of weeks go. If if I'm not showing any signs of improvement, you know, just pull it. Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. Because, you know, it's it's one thing to live a long life, but, and, and it just may be because, you know, we're getting older and getting wiser and everything like that, but I would rather have a life that was, you know, it, to me, a life that's loved is a life well lived as opposed to just quantity, you know what I mean? I'm by no stretch of the imagination, Methuselah or Lazarus or anything like that. Um, I mean, is it possible that we could live past 110, maybe with medical technology, but I don't know that I I want to, you know, I mean, if I was able to keep myself pretty spry, I mean, not a spring chicken by any means, but 
you know, just able to move around. I was able to perform certain things by myself. <laughs> I mean, sex after the age of 90, let's just put it this way. It, that's it's probably going to be the ugly. last thing on my mind. Yeah, it, it would it would be. It wouldn't be bumping uglies at that point. It'd be bumping saggies, right? But yeah, uh, you know, I all that aside, if I was able to perform everyday tasks, like you know, get up, you know, go to the restroom without having to empty a bag, or you know, pour my own damn coffee, you know, and I, I was able to move around, you know, whatever, and I was able, I was coherent, you know, great. But I, I don't. I don't want somebody to have to take care of me. I don't want somebody to have to like change my diapers and shit like that. You know what I mean? I just, I, to me, I just couldn't do it, but that is that that's, uh, that's our off track for this episode. <laughs> no, we'll <laughs> get off, off track. track. We'll, we'll get off yeah. track later on. But, yeah, we will. But, but, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with, uh, in February of 81, Michael fell down some stairs and suffered a concussion. Um, March 2nd, Tinning took him to the doctor because he wouldn't wake up. He was already dead when Tinning brought him into the doctor's office. And since he was adopted, the long-suspected belief that the deaths in the Tinning family had a genetic origin were discarded. Um, now, Tammy Lynn was born on August 22nd of 85, but on December 20th, she died from being smothered. I mean, that's legit, right? Yeah. So... And on the day that the Tinnings were visited by Bet- Betsy uh, Mannix of Schenectady County's uh, Department of uh, Social Services uh, and, and by Bob Imfeld of the Schenectady Police Department about Tammy Lynn's death, causes of the children's death were listed um, diversely between natural, undetermined, and, uh, and, and of you know, SIDS. Six autopsies of the children of the Tinnings children's took place after Timmy Lynn's death, but they did not reveal any signs of abuse. Uh, they were suspicious and community whispers of foul play. But prior to Timmy Lynn's passing, there had been no suspicion found in any sequence of deaths. So there were so many of us in on it, I guess, said Dr. Robert L. Sullivan, the Schenectady County's chief medical examiner. Uh, if anyone is negligent, I suppose I am. I probably should have said there must be more to it than this, but we all think and don't do it. So, you know, I I think had she not smothered Tammy Lynn, you know, I think she might have gotten away with it. Now, with with the kids that died of medical conditions, I think that. And those might have been legitimate, you know, because that, that's that's not something necessarily that you can kind of fake, uh, especially with the Ray syndrome. But I don't know the, with the with the adopted kid Michael being pushed in. You know, I, I think he might have been pushed. Oh, he fell down the stairs and got a concussion, and now he won't wake up. Well, that's why you don't let a kid fucking go to sleep with a concussion. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that that's the rule. You don't go to sleep, you know, I mean, until you get cleared, right? And she was part in the medical field, too, which she, yeah, she, she was, she was a, yeah, she was a, a nurse's aide. So, I mean, she, I'm not saying that she knew, because now I have met and I've known 
a lot of nurses that are very proficient in their jobs. And in a lot of situations, a lot of them are more proficient and knowledgeable than the doctors that they work for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, it it was a situation where she, um, uh, Um, you know, it's not a situation where I think she had enough knowledge just to be dangerous. Um, i.e., you know, with, you know, how to get around being caught by a, you know, by an ME. I mean, it, through pathology, toxicology, I, that's, that's too broad of a, of a knowledge base for somebody to be completely proficient. So, I mean, I would be almost willing to bet that, like I said, the kids that passed of, of, uh, um, medical, you know, what they, they say like SIDS or whatever, you know, sure. Fine. Um, Ray's syndrome, absolutely legitimate. Uh, the one that never left the hospital her, for their first baby. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, there was, uh, what was it? It was the, um, well, Timothy, right? They said SIDS. Um, she brought him back. Uh, Mary Francis, right? Okay, no, Mary Francis. They revived her twice. I think maybe the second time. Or maybe the first one, Timothy, the one that they, you know, they brought back to the same hospital dead. I don't know if shaken baby uh, syndrome was so much of a, a known thing back then. Uh, hold on. Because you never really heard about shaken baby until like the nineties. And there, and then they figured out that there was a way that they could look to see if capillaries and like blood vessels had become detached, mm-hmm. you know? So, I think once they figured out how to look for that, then yeah, that became a thing. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I don't want to give her a complete pass on all of the kids. I mean, obviously she can't, can't honestly be held responsible. Um, um, and the latest news is that the Ukrainian forces lost control of Chernobyl. Uh-oh. So the Russians are back in control of Chernobyl. So whether or not they do anything with it, eh, don't know. Um, are you talking about the... Uh... The, act, the the nuclear plant that melted down? The one yeah. they've got that big concrete dome over now, over the yeah. reactor that breached? Uh, the one that's home of the elephant's foot, the, 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 basically the melted slab or, or, or blob of uranium slash steel that's so radioactive that there's only one known picture taken of it. And the person who took that picture died, died. Yeah. Like they can't even put a camera on a remote around the corner because it's so radioactive that it burns anything that comes near it. Uh, actually, it started in 1974 with the baby shake syndrome. Okay, well, maybe they just didn't know to look for it back then. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, because this is like 
still in the seventies and everything. I mean, it all started yeah. like in more or less the seventy one, right? But um, yeah. So I mean, they arrested her. Uh, they, there was it was during they they arrested her. They her and her husband were both taken separately to the police department and questioned about Tammy Lynn's death. So during the investigation, Mary Beth signed a document confessing that she murdered Tammy Lynn, Timothy, and Nathan. Um, she was arrested and charged with Tammy Lynn's murder. Uh, police officials initially suspected that she died, or that Tammy Lynn died of SIDS. <coughs> but uh, Michael Baden, who was the uh, lead um, forensic pathologist, and the member of the state police, uh, state police's special forensic force or unit, uh, determined that Tammy Lynn died from smothering. After charging Mary Beth with Tammy Lynn's death, officials said that they considered the deaths of the eight other children to be suspicious. Investigators later said that Jennifer's death was not suspect because it occurred before the baby left the hospital. Uh, Mary Beth made her $100,000 bail payment and was released from custody until her uh, trial date. Um, the trial started um, in uh, Schenectady County, uh, June 27th of 87. Um, Dr. Bradley Ford, Tammy Lynn's pediatrician, testified on behalf of the prosecution, stating that uh, Tinning had dismissed his suggestion that due to her previous child's children's death, that she should install a specialized alarm device enabling the monitoring of the baby's breathing and heart rate. Two additional prosecution witnesses, Dr. Maria Valles de Panda of Maria, uh, Miami, Florida, president of the SIDS Foundation, and Dr. Thomas Oram, the medical examiner who performed Tammy Lynn's autopsy, said that they diagnosed that Tammy Lynn was smothered to death with a soft object. After the six-week trial, the jury deliberated for 23 hours across three days, leading to the conviction of attending, uh, who was 44 at the time, on one count of second-degree murder. Uh, during her deliberate uh, their deliberation, jurors called called for a readback of the portions of Joseph Tinning's testimony recounting that his wife's alleged confession a confession to the state police. In his testimony, Joseph said that he had had a five minute conversation with Mary Beth after the police questioning, and she told him, "I killed Tammy." She was acquitted by a seven man, five woman jury on the account of deliberately causing the infant's death, but was convicted of murder by depraved indifference to life or human life. Yeah. Even, even now that she's released, uh, she yeah. still has like a patrol. She has to be, uh, I had it here a second ago. Uh, she, after she served her 31 years of her 20 year life sentence, uh, before being granted parole, uh, tanning, how Joseph was uh, supported uh, her through her imprisonment was present for release. As part of her release, Tanning was to remain under patrol supervision for the rest of her life. Yes, yeah, so uh, the Department of Corrections. Parole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the Department of Corrections spokes uh, spokesman. Yeah, she's stated, got a curfew and must attend domestic violence counseling for the rest of her life. But a, it's one of those people that she shouldn't have fucking been released. I mean, well, okay. So, and here's the thing: with probation, with parole, 
uh, you know, depending on what the lawyer does, you know, she can get, uh, she can appeal for uh, like a dismissal from probation. Uh, if she completes all of her training, she's current on all of her court fees, current on all of her probation or pro- parole pay- payments, rather. Um, she comes up clean on drug tests, site visits, things of that nature. Um, there's certain criteria that can be met. Now, whether or not she'll get it, completely different story. But I will guarantee you this much. They are not to be, as a couple, allowed to be around children. Yeah, definitely. I w- um, you know, it, it, and... I, I, you know, from from a biblical Christian standpoint, I kind of want to maybe commend Joseph a little bit here, because um, he stayed by her side the whole time. Um, he was supportive of her throughout her entire time. Uh, he was there for her release. Whether or not they're still together, I don't know. It doesn't say. Um, but I mean. He tried to poison her. She tried to poison him. Yeah, that's kind of... And he he stuck with it, you know, and it's like, okay, what... You know, I I don't know if that is just sheer stupidity or if it is a testament to the type of character he has. Um, You know, by that, what I mean is that you know, through the better for worse, thicker, you know what I mean? For sickness and health, for, you know, richer for poor. I mean, this guy legitimately took his his vows seriously. Um, so I... I'm, I'm one of those people is for the uh, death to his part thing. If you try to ramp it up with poison, <laughs> I'm fucking right. out. Right, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's still death to his part, but if, uh, but if you're slipping... Yeah, you know, I mean, because the Bible allows for only a very select few amount, uh, you know, number of provisions that would be grounds for divorce. Yeah, I think I think if she's trying to kill you and you haven't done anything stupid against her, she's just, you know, that flavor of the month type deal. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) right. You need to you need to go ahead and just, you know, cut cut your ties, Cut, cut, just, just cut them. Yeah, exactly. Cut with the chainsaw. (laughs) Torch that motherfucking tie so she can't get to you. Right. Move to a different state or county or somewhere you're never going to be able to go over there ever again. Right. You know, and (sighs) kind of a witness protection type deal. I don't know so much witness protection, but, you know, I mean, you can definitely move across the country. Um, I still like that. I don't know, but I mean, kudos to him. I mean, mm. he he's he stayed when a lot of people, and probably myself included, would not have. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stay. You know, I, I mean, it, it's just the whole. She still. I still care about you. Didn't she try to poison you? <laughs> yeah, 
but she didn't succeed. So she must have still liked me a little bit and loves me. Kind of want to maybe see if he got you know gets examined for like Stockholm syndrome. Yes, but it's like, hey, dude, blink once or twice. Blink once for no. Blink twice for yes. Are you captive? No. Like does Patty Duke ring a bell? You know, it's like, come on, bro. You know, but um, yeah. So I'm um. I don't know this this one it kind of hits hard because it, it, it's still one of those things as I was doing the math and everything uh she was like in her 30s the, the whole 30 to 40 type shit kind of messes a woman's brain up and everything where they do stupid weird shit that and she actually had uh uh a couple of deaths before that to where like the what was it, the first child was uh don't man i totally blanked out on that one oh but, hey, you know so next week if we wanted yeah along the same lines of women who kill their kids um marie no n-o-n or n-o-e she uh she was convicted june of 99 for murdering eight of her kids between 1949 and 1968 okay so um let me drop the there was one here. i found there's one i found that was like she killed like 14 of her kids because we need a since it's february we need to do the love month uh-huh. mostly women we've been doing guys but there's women killers too we we, we screwed up man we did i think we screwed up why is that? February is Black History Month. We did not do a black serial killer. Yeah, we can do one after this one. But, you know, no, after this one would be no, March. Next month, next week will be March. Yeah. We're assholes. We are. But, um, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I just, i've run through the days and everything here here lately i've been running them too much into the days and everything and not not realizing what day it was right the only but, the only way i i get a verification what day it is is when you say it's like oh i'm getting the kids this weekend fuck is it almost friday yeah i get the boys for a little bit tonight and then um I think I think regardless as to what scheduling looks like, um, I think I'm probably going to go. Well, no, there is no probably. Um, yeah, I'm going to tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening, I think I'm going to turn the car south and... Go see my woman. So I just sent that that link from Marino over to okay. you. And I got, I got smart, sent it to the laptop this time. Um, Why did I get but, it up? I don't know. 
well because you know like you know you you do you do the uh whole sync thing with your messages oh oh my god oh my god no should i do a horrible story i'm about to okay okay uh this person uh brit ridley or radley uh just messaged me it's like hey david i i see we have curtis as a mutual friend how do you know him please tell me you have some good stories we're gonna have some fun with this yeah do it Uh, and and live in air (laughs) well not live it's uh well yeah it's being recorded in front of a live studio audience isn't that right people yeah, see, there they go. And then and then they put up the applause button. Yep, there you go. I mean should 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 David I, I want the I want the crowd's opinion. <laughs> should should David do this? I mean, should he? Should David's he? David's going to do it anyway. Ruin... David doesn't listen to anybody else. Oh. <laughs> what about you, Kool Aid Man? He's going to send this message. What do you think? Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Hey, Peter, I'm in the wrong Springfield. <laughs> Lit. Facebook cousin. Cousin. C-O-U-S-I-N. Yep. Well, it's currently 26 degrees outside. 10 mile an hour wind. That, that is brutal. Was it the dryer or was it the dishwasher we blew up? Dryer. Okay, here, here's what it says. One, I am so upset that you are with my lover. But me and Curtis, I, I told her the story about uh, how <laughs> this is, we, Curtis, Curtis and me started hanging out when he comes into town and everything. Because uh, his, uh, his cousin, uh, Candy, is one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> we were moving her out of her apartment to the house that she bought me and him started looking at the stuff that we had because we had the it was either the dishwasher or dryer and this bookshelf i was like what if we just tie it up to this and we we strapped it and everything and i couldn't find all the straps my dad has in his truck 
So I was like, this is strapped good enough. So we were coming from Burke to Missile Road. <laughs> and as soon as we got on the highway, the bookshelf and the dryer didn't make it. <sighs> so we're trying to pick up this dryer or washer and, 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 and we put it back on. And we get to the place. It's like, hey, Candy, we're sorry, but your dryer didn't make it and neither did your bookshelf. She starts sobbing and going, that was my grandfather's bookshelf that I'll never see again. I was like, me and Curtis looked at each other going, we fucked up. We we severely fucked. She bought that at Walmart. Oh, so she got y'all. Oh, she had it. She had his wrench. I was like, Candy, I'm so I was crying. Me and him were crying. We were holding each other, crying. We're like, oh, there you go. We won't go. What are we going to do? And throughout the whole freaking day, I was uh, I was trying to put this one thing back together and everything. And I was like, it just, fe- it, the, the bed that was in the uh, bedroom, it just fell mm-hmm. apart. I hooked it up and everything. And I just moved it like a foot. And right. He saw this. I was like, "Hey, help me move this up a foot so it's away from this window while I put this stuff up." He's like, "Okay." As soon as we grab this freaking bed and move it, it falls apart. At that point, I'm dying laughing because I think it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. And so, uh, Brit, uh, if I'll send you this, and you'll get the you'll get the niff of the gif on the last part of this. And uh well did you we'll, say Jeff? Yeah. You know from the Jeff, you never heard of that? Mm. Is that a say saying I've been saying uh You'll get it in a Jeff, but if you're talking about gifts, like the little no. things you send it, no okay. Niff yeah, I've GIF. heard you'll get it in a Jeff. Niff of the Jeff. I've always said that. Niff of the Jeff. Okay, all right. Yeah. But every time, every time he's uh, he's in town, me and him hang out. We'll go to dinner and everything. It's freaking hilarious. It really is. It's so fun. Yeah. But, see, it's twenty seven degrees outside right now. It feels like twenty three with a seven mile an hour wind. It's too freaking cold, and probably the perfect day to drag your butt back to bed. I, I need to find out why my heating blanket's not working. Of course, we're not get well after Monday. We're supposed to get in the seventies again, so springtime is Monday. Yeah, it hasn't been Easter yet. We'll probably get one more blast before Easter. Yeah, probably. But anyways, I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. And thank you for watching Psychos and Sociopaths. Mary Beth Tipton. Victory.